This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Gianna Beretta believed she had a vocation to married life. She was a busy woman. She was a pediatrician. She volunteered with Catholic Action. She worked with the elderly. She worked with St. Vincent de Paul to help the poor. And she was also a youth group leader. That's, that's what she did in her spare time when she wasn't at her practice, seeing patients, little children. And it may have appeared to others that this, this busy gal who, who made prayer central in her life, her relationship with Jesus came first. And, and all of this work that she did for him, it came out of that relationship. So it could have appeared to others that maybe she had a call to the religious life to be a, a nun, a sister. But Gianna knew she knew her vocation to be marriage. She knew she had a call to the married life. But it was the 1950s and in Italy, and most women married younger in those days and started their families. And of course, she wanted children, but the biological clock, it was ticking away. So we know that as women age, the rate of conception drops dramatically as the years go by. And so she had this in her mind. And I can imagine that she may have been tempted to settle you know, settle for someone so she could get married and have that family. You know, maybe it's not so so much of a compromise to have less than I want in a husband in order that I could have a family and have children because she wanted children. She loved them. But she had this incredible relationship with Jesus. She nurtured a prayer life and she knew what she knew. Those instructions came from him. And so she waited on him. And that's an interesting thing. Sometimes the Lord has something for us to do We know what it is. He's made it very clear, but it's finding his timing. That's the key. His timing is important. And sometimes it means waiting. It's not enough to know the mission, but to get the timing right. And so she waited. Gianna did meet her Mr. Right, Pietro Mola. Their courtship lasted less than a year. She was married just a few days before her 33rd birthday. The marriage lasted six years, and she had four children. But relationships of any kind, when you think about it, think six years, that's not very long. They reached a degree of intimacy together in their friendship that often takes couples years, decades to achieve. It was exponential. It went kind of quickly, you know? I have found that friendships or any relationships, whether it's uh, a marriage or a relationship between parents and children or just friends, when Jesus is the source of that relationship, that it can grow exponentially. It doesn't take as long. That's what I have found. And that's what Gianna 
and Pietro found they had a beautiful, beautiful marriage. And it all starts with being rooted in Jesus and spending that time with him. So that's the primary relationship. She had made sure early in her life, when she was 16, she had made this commitment that she wanted to go to heaven. She wanted to be in deep friendship with Jesus Christ. And she spent time with him every day. That's what came first. And that's how her life evolved out of that relationship. So I want to encourage anyone, if you've not made a personal prayer life a priority, to consider doing it. And I encourage you to start really small. One of the things we need to understand is our human nature, that we're creatures of habit. And so it's really important to establish the habit before we make big demands on ourselves. So starting with five minutes a day and making it a habit, getting that done for 30 days, making it part of our life, that will bear more fruit in the long run than saying, okay, I'm going to pray the rosary. I'm going to spend 20 minutes in contemplative prayer and I'm going to spend another 20 minutes doing some other kind of reading and spiritual, uh, spiritual reading with the Lord. That could be overwhelming. And most of us, if we're not used to that, we'll fail. So it's, it's really a good idea to just take the five minutes and discipline yourself, you know, five minutes once a day. If you get to the end of the day and you haven't done it, well, you can manage five minutes at the end of the day. But if you had committed to an hour, you wouldn't be able to. So get that habit going. And I promise you that you will desire more time with Jesus. You know, when friends get together and he's our friend, they communicate. It goes back and forth. We need to spend time sharing our thoughts and our deepest desires with him. He wants to know them. He knows them, but for whatever reason, Jesus wants us to say it to him. He wants that relationship. And then we need to be quiet and listen to what he has to say. And sometimes it's just being together. Have you ever been with a good friend and you're just together? You know, one of you is working on a a puzzle and one of you is maybe doing something else or you're just sitting together being in one another's presence, well, you can do that with Jesus too. It's nice just to sit in his presence. That's called contemplative prayer. People get all messed up about contemplative prayer. They think it's a big thing and it's a hard thing. Really, it's just sitting with the Lord and trying to savor the presence, you know, quieting your mind. It takes a little bit of work. The Catechism of the Catholic Church acknowledges that prayer can be a struggle. I'm going to read from the catechism here, um, paragraph 2753. In the battle of prayer, they call it a battle, we must confront erroneous conceptions of prayer and our own experience of failure. We must respond with humility, trust, and perseverance to these temptations which cast doubt on the usefulness or even the possibility of prayer. So basically, We just keep trying. We're going to mess up. Our mind's going to wander. We're going to have distractions. We should not give in to the temptation that it's not possible or doubt the usefulness. Jesus honors the fact that we take the time to be with him. I love Therese of Lisieux's response to her own shortcomings with prayer. I'm going to read to you from her diary. Quote, I should be desolate for having slept during my hours of prayer and my thanksgiving after Holy Communion. Well, I'm not desolate. I remember that little children are as pleasing to their parents when they are asleep as well as when they are awake, unquote. So there you go. Just basically keep at it. 
trust Jesus. He loves you. He wants you to spend the time with him. And I promise if you develop the habit, your five minutes will turn into 10. It'll turn into more time. And pretty soon you won't have as much time as you want because you got to get going to work. So back to Gianna's story. The fourth pregnancy for her was a critical one. Gianna was advised to have a hysterectomy during the pregnancy. And of course, this would have ended the life of the child that she was carrying. And her and her husband said, no, let's not do that. She opted for a risky surgery to try to actually save them both, reduce her risk, and while not disturbing the child in the womb. And the surgery was a success. She was able to bring her child to term. Now, when they got ready for the birth, a whole nother set of risks were presented to the parents. And there was a chance that it would come down to choosing between Gianna or the baby. And she made her wishes known that if it came down to that, the baby choose the child over me. And she made her husband promise and she made her wishes known to the doctor. Well, it didn't come down to that dreaded choice. I think that was merciful of God because I can't imagine being a husband living with a choice like that. But it did not come down to that, and she gave birth to her little daughter. But as it turns out, two weeks later, she did die from complications. So basically, by always choosing the child as she went along, it did end her life. And this is one of the reasons why she was canonized a saint in 2004 by by John Paul II. She was 39 when she died, and that was in 1962. And in 2004, she was canonized. And her family, her husband, and her children were at her canonization. And her daughter also became a doctor, too, the daughter that she gave birth to. So the important thing is that we remember that everything we do come from our relationship with Jesus. And how we nurture that is by spending time with him. And that's called prayer. On the day of his ordination, Fulton Sheen made a commitment He made a commitment to spend one hour a day in prayer as close to our Lord as he could get. So he traveled a lot and he might be outside of a church praying in a car. But if he could get into the church, he'd get close to the tabernacle and spend an hour a day. And later in his life, he reflected on it. He said that it was his tether on reality, his time with the Lord in prayer, that relationship that is so important. And He really did need that tether on reality because later in his life, he became very famous. In the 1950s, he was a television celebrity with 30 million people who would tune in and watch him on prime time every week, 30 million. And he was also in charge of the propagation of the missions for the church. So he raised millions of dollars and everywhere in the world he went, he was recognized. So he was a celebrity, what we would say rock star status. And this was his tether on reality, his time with Jesus. Because think about it, with all that money coming through your hands and the notoriety and and being so famous and influential, it can corrupt you. And this is what kept him tethered on the spiritual realities. And our prayer life, this relationship with Jesus, this back and forth with him, this tuning in to him who is reality itself, This is our tether on reality, too. And so that's why it is so important to nurture that that prayer life with the Lord, that one-on-one, aside from Mass and the regular things you need to do, that one-on-one relationship 
two-way street where you listen and you speak, you commune, and you're together with your good friend. It has been such a privilege to be with you today, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. My hope and prayer and, yes, my mission is that you were inspired towards all the things that God has for you at this time in your life. On our next program, we will discuss embracing our mission at any age or in any circumstances. This is Julie Andurko with your next mission from God. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Andurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.